the Daily Rios, for November 1st, 2012. Throwback Thursday. There's a lot going on today, the start of the month. Rabbit, rabbit, make sure you said that when you woke up. But what is going on? Well, we have the moon in Gemini today and it is conjuncting Jupiter. So this is a lot of abundant energy, a lot of our emotional energy. There is a lot to say, a lot to think about. That's because we are going through deep changes in our life. We are really facing all of our inner stuff, all of the stuff that we hide deep down inside, really exposing our truth. And there's a lot to talk about, especially with the intensity of our lives right now. I mean, we had this crazy hurricane, and of course, we just had Halloween. But yes, let it all out. Now, it's a very important day to let things out. That is because Venus is opposing Uranus today. A bunch of weeks back, maybe maybe even a bunch of months back, Charlito on Indie Spinnerack, uh, on the newly revamped Indie Spinnerack, <clears throat> did this segment where he flipped through a 1980s Amazing Heroes magazine. And he went through and talked about some of the articles and some of the ads and it was a nice way to look back and see what was going on at that time. And since Amazing Heroes was one of the greatest magazines for comics, uh, he wanted to sort of spotlight just the greatness of that magazine. I both loved him for it and hated him for it. Because in my notes, and if anybody knows what kind of notes I take, um, I've always had it in my mind on this show to grab the mainstream version of Amazing Heroes, uh, Wizard, and just kind of flip through it and, and kind of talk about what was going on in a certain period of time. And because Charlito did his Amazing Heroes uh, retrospective, uh, I, I, I said to myself, well, I guess I'll hold off and just wait a couple weeks and, and get back to it later. So um, here it is much later, and I'm doing a throwback Thursday where unlike... Timeline Tuesday, where I take a look at anniversaries from 10 years ago and 25 years ago. This one, I went five years ago, and I went to November of 2007 and grabbed the Wizard magazine that came out closest to that date, uh, to today's date, and that would be Wizard 194. And I thought I'd just flip through it and just sort of, you know, kind of go, well, what was going on five years ago, and what would readers remember, uh, what kind of stuff has stuck with us in these five years, what kind of stuff five years ago just, you know, burnt out and, and never really made it past that year, and uh, what was the, you know, ongoing discussion. And yes, I know Wizard uh, fabricated a lot of their discussions, but there's some stuff in here um, that I thought would be just kind of interesting to flip through and see what happens. So that's literally what I'm going to do. I just pulled it off my shelf because <clears throat> I, I have... A ton of wizards from like the first one on up to whenever I stopped getting it. And uh, mostly for research purposes and reference material. Um, I'm just going to crack it open and see what we get. So right on the cover, here are the blurbs on the cover. Uh, Wizard 194, Alex Ross returns to Marvel. First looks for Avengers Invaders, Ultimates 3 and Spider-Man, plus... Grant Morrison versus Neil Adams. So that's all the cover blurb stuff. Um, right away, sort of the main focus we get hit with is uh, Spider-Man 3, an article with Sam Raimi, because the DVD is coming out. And there's rumors of a Spider-Man 4, and will Sam Raimi uh, do a Spider-Man 4, and will the people be back? And there's a couple interesting quotes here. 
uh, Wizard asks, looking back, you've worked on Spider-Man in some way for nearly eight years. Has the excitement stayed with you? And Sam Raimi responds, I'm just as excited about the character, and so in that sense, yes. Although the physical energy level between how I felt before I started shooting versus what was left of me on the last day of photography, I was so exhausted at the end of Spider-Man 3, I can't tell you. My love for the characters and my passion for the stories are the same, but I was just a shell of the person that I was after all of those movies. Wizard then goes on and says, If you had to take a break and pick a director to replace you on the franchise, is there anyone at the top of your list? And he responds, Because I love Spider-Man, I would just say I don't want to pick someone. I don't know if I'll be directing the picture or not, but I'd like to say that it would be somebody that was the best gift I could give to Spider-Man. Someone who understands him and loves him and could bring his passion and love to the character. A character director, probably no one else. Just some interesting quotes um, about Spider-Man 3. And then, as, as Wizard um, kind of is really focusing on the Hollywood side of things, uh, for the for the front part of their magazine. They have here JLA, the movie. Everything you need to know about DC's next blockbuster franchise. So, and, and they have rumors here, and they, and they say whether they're true or false. false um, such as Jessica Biel will play Wonder Woman, false. Brandon Routh and Christian Bale will appear, false. But then this one, they, they say Justice League is on the fast track, true. Warner Brothers has been so impressed with the script by married writing partners Kieran and Michelle Mulroney of Mirrors that the studio rushed it into production for 2009 and feels like a JLA flick could be as big as a franchise as Lord of the Rings. Another rumor that they say is true. George Miller will helm the project. The Mad Max director locked down the gig after just a few weeks of pursuing it. And then they say Max Lord is the villain, true. Lord is indeed the big bad in the current script, using his OMAX cyborgs, which can turn average humans into unstoppable killing machines. So they were saying that this uh, baby is supposed to come out in the summer of 2009. Um, clearly that didn't happen. Uh, here's an article on Kristen Bell, because she's joining the cast of Heroes. Here's an article on Hulk because Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis are about ready to launch up their um, Hulk series after World War Hulks. We have John Domian of the System of a Down, uh, the drummer from that group, uh, talking about his comic retail store, Tor TorpedoComics.com. And I remember that being sort of like a warehouse thing, and it was going to be online, and it was going to revolutionize Comics Online, I don't even know if it's even still around. It'd be interesting to look that up and see if that is even still uh, in the business. So, <clears throat> Alex Ross then has this article about his Avengers Invaders series. That I get, yeah, Let's see. He does the covers. He scripts it with uh, longtime collaborator Jim Kruger, and the interiors are Steve Sadowski. And this was supposed to be a pretty big miniseries, and... I never read it, but it felt like it never really kind of went anywhere. Am I right in saying that? Oh, look, here's an ad uh, for X-Men Messiah Complex, a 13-chapter epic that redefines the X-Men. A harbinger of hope or an omen of extinction. I liked X-Men Messiah Complex. I it, it, it ended weekly, and that whole Predator X character... Uh, never really spoke to me. Uh, I think Second Coming, which followed Messiah Complex, was the better of the two. 
But I didn't mind Messiah Complex, at least for the first, maybe, three-fourths of that event. Here's the big Spider-Man 4 article um, questioning if is Raimi coming back? Is Tobey Maguire done? They do speculate on on a villain, and they mention Lizard, and of course that came to be. Um, and then Wizard does a casting call, which made, they were very pop. Was one of their more popular features back in the day. And they want George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Spider-Man. They want Kristen Bell as Mary Jane. No thanks. Um, Missy Peregrine as Black Cat. Clive Owen as Craven the Hunter. And Crispin Glover as Mysterio. That's kind of an interesting pick. Then there's an article of Grant Morrison and Neil uh, Adams. Grant Morrison interviewing Neil Adams because this, I guess this is about the time when uh, Return of Ra's al Ghul uh, was set to hit the Batman books. A um, couple sketch pages for Spider-Man Brand New Day. With Phil Jimenez and Chris Bacalo. An article on Ultimates 3 by Jeff Loeb. And then Wizard does uh, a Take 5, the top five books you should be reading at this time. Uh, Avengers The Initiative, X Factor, Justice Society of America with Dale Eaglesham on the art, Star Wars Legacy, uh, and the Black Adam miniseries. That's a surprise. Um, then they do a whole big... Article on the death of Superman, because I guess in 19, uh, 2007, that would have been the 15th anniversary of that event. Here's an ad for Salvation Run by Bill Willingham. Uh, a seven-issue limited series by Bill Willingham, art by Sean Chen. And this apparently was supposed to be George R.R. R. Martin's... It's a takeoff on something that George R.R. R. Martin wanted to do at D.C., where he would take all the villains and ship them off to an alien planet um, because they had killed Wonder Woman. So all the heroes banded together, rounded up the villains, and sent them off to an alien planet. And then George R. R. Martin was going to have them... I guess it was kind of like a Game of Thrones type thing where all the villains were separated and had different kingdoms, quote-unquote, and then they would fight for power and... and um, ultimate control of this planet. But that never came about. I, I guess I learned that at Denver, out at Denver Comic-Con. So what we got instead was Salvation Run, where the villains were put on another planet, but not quite the same story. Here's another sketch pages, a couple sketch pages by uh, Tony Daniel because of uh, his Dark Knight series. Um, here we go. The top hot comics at this time. Sinestro Corps Special, Buffy the Vampire Slayer number one, Captain America 25, which was the death of Captain America, Thor number one, I have to assume that's the Straczynski one, World War Hulk number one was number five, Halo Uprising number one was number six, Green Lantern 21, number seven, Supernatural Origins number one, the Irredeemable Ant-Man number ten, not sure. Oh, it's a World War Hulk crossover. And Green Lantern Corps number 14 rounds out the list at number 10. Who were the top writers at this time? Of course, Bendis was number one, followed by Jeff Johns, Straczynski, Frank Miller, or All Star Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder, Ed Brubaker, Grant Morrison, Joss Whedon, Robert Kirkman, Greg Pak, and Brian K. Vaughn, and your hot 10 artists, Joe Casada, Jim Lee. 
Olivier Coybell, Lionel Francis Yu, Jim Chung, John Cassidy, Frank Quitely, Ed Bennis, Gary Frank, and Terry Dotson. Then they have a section where retailers talk about the hot books at the time, and they're talking about Buffy Season 8, Joss Whedon relaunching Buffy uh, as comics, in comic form, to follow the continuity of the TV series, Batman, the crossover with Ray Al Ghul, uh, Thor with Straczynski and Koypel, and Bizarro, uh, Jeff Johns and Eric Powell's recent team-up for Bizarro in Action Comics. So there you go. A little trip down memory lane for five years ago, Wizard uh, 194. I'll do this again every now and then. Maybe get a little bit more in-depth information with some of the articles. Uh, I have to admit, Wizard, not my favorite magazine. But then every now and then I see some articles that I kind of want to read again. <laughs> Especially now that I've read a lot of this stuff, like Messiah Complex. You know, I read it. Now let me re go back and read this article and see if what they talked about actually makes sense or came about in the series. Uh, I think that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, there's a ad for Halo 3 for the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, great series. Uh, it was a fun time to look back and see where we came from in this uh, crazy industry of comics. All right, that's The Daily Rios for today. You can reach me at peter at thedailyrios.com. Go to the thedailyrios.com website. You can listen to me on episode 1293 of CGS. And you can also listen to me, newly dropped today, to episode 80 of The Hat Decides, where I join uh, John, Matt, and Tim for a rollicking good time. Those guys are hysterical. And uh, all I could do was just sit back and just listen and laugh and try to pitch in on the conversation they were having. But I had a great time. They're, they're just some good guys. So check that out at The Hat Decides, episode 80. Uh, you're in for some some good stuff, and put some earmuffs on because uh, there's some some language to be had, and you don't want your coworkers to hear that if you listen at work. All right, I'll see you tomorrow for Feedback Friday. <laughs>